Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. All right, good Monday morning and welcome. This is Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi, and I'm guest host Mandy Gunasegara, joined in the studio by Rhino. We have a great show lined up today. Uh, we're going to kick things off early. We're going to jump straight into discussing the latest that's going on with the January 6th commission and how it has transformed into now grossly targeting individuals who are rightfully pushing back. We're going to hear from the CEO of X Strategies, Alex Brusowitz, here in just a little bit. And then at 11.05, at the top of the 11 o'clock hour, we are going to get a readout from the Senate from Senator Nicole Akins-Boyd, who, among the many activities she's involved in, she is the vice chair of the Education Committee and is, a push, and is pushing a couple of bills aimed at increasing the transparency um, and ability for the public to engage um, in what's going on throughout the state. So I'm excited to be here with you. I will remind you, you have the C Spire text line. I love to hear from you as we are going through the show, your thoughts, your questions, general feedback. You can reach us at 601-879-4395. Just a friendly reminder, please do not text and drive. I was just driving up this morning um, from the the snowy part of Oxford, Mississippi. And I will say, um, as you get a little bit further down south, the roads are good. But up north, um, especially on the bridges, be very, very careful. Um, It's still a little bit icy in some places. So let's jump right into it. The January 6th commission is nothing more than a politically charged distraction. Uh, The Democrats in Washington, D.C. keep trying to convince Americans to ignore the bad things going on around us that are a direct result of President Biden and his policies. We've got inflation, high gas prices, a lagging economy, COVID letdown, perpetual international embarrassments, which we'll get more into later today, corruption run amok in his own family, and in open borders. And all of, despite all these issues, Democrats are trying to shift the American people's attention away from their very real problems and back to a few rioters that broke the law on January 6th. And in the process of politicizing this, they are going after individual people. Um, and there are some legitimate questions, but first let's let's bring on, joining me now is Alex Brusowitz. He is the CEO of X Strategies. He's been the recent subject of these politically motivated targets. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Manny. It's great to be with you. Great to be with you. So, Let's go back to January 6th. You were involved 
in the rally. This was the early morning event. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what what you were doing, what it was like down there, and also a really important question of who was watching your dog? <laughs> well, uh, you and your great husband were watching my dog, so thank you for that again. That was uh, really great of you. Really appreciate that. Um, but, you know, I just want to set the record straight. My only involvement in the rally on January 6th was I was a attendee of the Ellipse event uh, where President Trump uh, and many other people spoke. I was not involved in organizing. I wasn't involved in anything other than that. I literally showed up to the event on January the 6th. And so I wasn't at the Capitol. Uh, and the only place I was near the Capitol was, you know, your house where I was dropping off my dog. Um, but, you know, that, that was all of my involvement. Yeah, and when you were when you were down at the rally, because, I, you know, I... I, when I'm in D.C., I like to run the mall. Um, it's a beautiful place. It can be very inspiring. I remember running down there early in the morning and seeing a lot of very excited people who wanted to air their grievances, listen to the president talk, but then go about their business. When you were up there talking, I mean, I, I, I've heard you talk. I know you have a very positive message that resounds with younger conservatives, which is why you were up there engaging in that type of activity. But was that your feeling as well down at the rally? Yeah, absolutely. And leading up to it, I mean, uh, from November 3rd until January 6th, there were hundreds of peaceful protests, hundreds of thousands of Americans uh, who, who joined these, these protests all across the country in almost all 50 states. I was personally in Wisconsin on November 6th. I had a wonderful gathering outside of the, the Capitol in Wisconsin. A few hundred uh, peaceful protesters showed up, and my message to them was, Let's be peaceful. The media wants a story. We're not going to give it to them. We're not like the Democrats. You don't need to board up your businesses uh, because of our protests, right? We're peaceful. It's a peaceful movement. Hundreds of thousands of people, tens of millions of Americans had concerns about what happened on the 2020 election. And in this country, you have a First Amendment right to peacefully assemble, speak your mind, and peacefully petition your government. And so on January 6th, that was the cumulative effort. Every, all these people who had concerns uh, came to Washington that day to stand with the 147 legislators and the 12 senators who had the courage to say, hey, I hear your concerns. I am going to debate the results of the election. I'm going to exercise my constitutional authority and my right to debate these election results. Um, and then obviously something happened on January 6th, and uh, we're going to hopefully find out the truth about who was involved and when. But, um, you know, in America, you have the right to speak your mind and protest, but uh, people weren't happy about it, I guess. Yeah, that's right. And and speaking your mind and peacefully protesting is an inherent right. Um, rioting and trespassing into the Capitol and pushing back security barriers um, is not. And there's people who did break the law, um, and they will be they they will deal with the consequences of that. And I really don't think that there's much of a disagreement on that point. Where there is a disagreement is this January sixth committee um, that has been organized by Nancy Pelosi and and what they're actually doing with this committee to go after people who really had nothing to do with the riotous illegal actions, but were a part of the, the, the MAGA movement and people who supported President Trump. So can you catch us up? Fast forward in recent weeks, the January 6th committee has taken an interest in you. Um, wh what did they do? Uh, they sent you a letter. What did it say? And, and why are they suddenly looking at you? Yeah, absolutely. I want to touch on that. But I also want to touch real quickly on, on the idea that, uh, you know, people 
that that did storm the Capitol, that did uh, commit acts of violence, that did trespass in the Capitol, they should absolutely, uh, you know, uh, have their day in court and they should be held accountable if they did, in fact, commit a crime. But what we're dealing with here in in Washington, D.C., what I call the, the, you know, J6 gulag, uh, they're not even getting their day in court yet. And every American has a right to a speedy trial. And so, I've been saying that, sure, some of these people who, who were detained and who were arrested, uh, they might be going to jail and they might deserve to go to jail. But in America, you deserve a right to a speedy trial. And a lot of these people have been locked up in this really disgusting prison, uh, horrible prison for over a year. And so I think we have to raise awareness about that. President Trump was the criminal justice reform president. Uh, he believes in criminal justice rights for all Americans. Uh, I don't think the Democrats share those viewpoints, and that's pretty sad, but hopefully they get their day in court uh, here pretty soon. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, I pledged, actually, on January 5th, I pledged that I'm going to stand with some of those people who are being uh, persecuted by this commission. I, I offered tens of thousands of dollars of my own money to support them. And then, like clockwork, five days later, I get an email from the January 6th commission saying, Alex, we would like to talk to you. We think you have important information regarding what happened on January 6th. Uh, I don't. And uh, they're only doing it because they want to financially punish me because I'm offering to stand with those who are being financially drained and persecuted. Um, But I'm not going to be intimidated. Uh, I was talking about one gentleman in particular who was a a key factor or a key person for the January 6th witch hunt. Uh, and this guy, he's got 10 kids. He lives in rural Illinois. He just actually had his 11th child. He doesn't make a whole lot of money. But they drained him of $50,000 of legal fees. And uh, then they're like, okay, you can just go. You can go home now. Jeez. And I'm like, okay, that's so messed up. It's communist tactics. So I gave him $20,000 to his defense fund. And, uh, and I'm not going to back down. And so we're going to continue to help people and raise awareness about what this communist commission is doing. Yeah, and I think, look, I think it's it's so right. It's uh, it's right to expose the difference between um, what what are legitimate questions and there could be legitimate answers versus an illegitimate use of this committee and going after people and then doing what you said, just going after citizens. Um, they don't have any real charges that will stick, but they will rack up legal fees that can not only harm them financially, but also cause all sorts of problems from a reputational perspective. And that's really what they're trying to do. They're trying to scare members of the America First MAGA movement um, from, you know, from from standing up and pushing back. They want to send this message that if you do, we're going to come after you. You may not end up in jail, but we're going to ruin your life and make it very difficult. All right, Alex, um, I've got you for the next segment. If our listeners could just stand by, we're going to get into this a little bit more here on Super Talk in the Trustmark studio. I'm talking to Alex Brucewicz with X Strategies on the January 6th commission and how he's pushing back and the consequences he's feeling on the back end. Stay with us and and uh, stay tuned.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 52. Tonight, mostly clear and cold, low around 31. Your Tuesday, mostly sunny, high near 61. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 47. And for your Wednesday, a 70% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 72. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. For almost two decades, Southern Ag Services has consistently delivered step-change agronomy to farms across the Mid-South. Soybean production in the South experienced exponential yield gains improved by the attention to detail farmers are used to experiencing when using Southern Ag Services. Our professional consultants, research and development staff, innovation group, and ecosystem services platform has the potential to power your profits with dirt road credibility and solid science. Find us in your community or look for us online at www.southernagllc.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. All right, welcome back to Super Talk. I'm Mandy Gunasekara, guest host today on Middays. And I'm here talking to Alex Brusowitz, who's the CEO of X Strategies um, and has 
earned the recent ire of the January 6th committee um, and really highlighting uh, how it has been turned into just an expedition to go after individuals that disagree politically speaking um, instead of pursuing legitimate questions that still continue around security and other legitimate issues. But Alex, your letter you wrote back to the committee, you said this select committee, I think you aptly put it, has run roughshod over the First Amendment rights of my fellow citizens and now is targeting me. Um, now, you said that you set you're you're defending, you're providing some money to help defend some people whose lives have been ruined by this committee. Are there other reasons that they would want to go after you beyond the fact that you're pushing back and trying to help people who either rightfully or wrongfully have been pulled into the legal ongoings of this situation? Um, what are other reasons that you know they may be interested in going after you? Yeah, I mean, I'm very vocal. Out, uh, I speak out against these guys all the time. Uh, I meme them. I probably hurt their feelings. I tweeted a meme today of Liz Cheney and uh, Adam Kinzinger crying and hugging each other. It's like a meme for the Cowboys uh, fans from last night. Um, you know, I meme them. I hurt their feelings. And, and I also run and support candidates who are running against them. Uh, Adam Kinzinger, for example, I was on January 5th. I said, Adam, I'm coming to your district with a lot of money and a lot of friends. I'm going to send your Lincoln Project rear end back home. And I raised a million dollars for his challenger. And then he quit the race. So that's one. We ran Stephanie Murphy out of her district. That's two. I call uh, uh, Benny Thompson a Mississippi man. I, I make it very clear that I think he's dumb and corrupt and he doesn't understand the Constitution. And he probably didn't like that a whole lot. I call for Adam Schiff to be in jail for stealing $50 million of American people's, uh, American taxpayers' money to fund his Russian collusion hoax and then uh, support his media hits on the two lesbian uh, Rachel Maddow and Chris Hayes show on MSNBC. And so there's a lot of reasons that these people want to come after me, uh, but I'm not going to be intimidated. I think this council, or this, this uh, committee is a joke. It's unconstitutional. The way that they're set up, uh, it, it's, a, it's a sham. It's illegal. And so I'm not going to legitimize it. If they subpoena me, we're going to have a different fight on our hands. But again, I won't back down to it because they're, they're not con uh, constitutionally uh, set up. They're constitutionally rogue. And I'm going to push back against it. And I hope others will as well. Yeah, and I, I think there's a lot of people who are interested not just in pushing back in, in this political fishing exposition, expedition, but also the fact that people who have been sitting in jail have been denied fundamental legal rights, like the right to a speedy trial um, and, and other fundamental issues. So I'm glad you're standing up. I'm glad you're fighting back. The other question I have isn't there supposed to be a legislative purpose to the actions that this committee is taking? You would think, you would think, but uh, that's not the point of this committee. This committee is nothing more than a Democrat super PAC that is designed to create this fake narrative about how January 6th was equivalent to Pearl Harbor and 9-11, but nobody thinks that. There was a focus group done by some soy boy leftist in middle America. He went and talked to some voters, and they said, uh, you know, what do you think about January 6th? And a lot of these middle America voters, they said, 
What do you mean? What, what is January 6th? The narrative is flopping. It's failing because the people on this committee who are in charge of spreading the narrative, they're very stupid. Um, and their, their narrative just doesn't land. And thankfully, people are turning off the fake news and they're listening to uh, people like you, Mandy. Uh, they're listening to people like Joe Rogan. They're listening to Tucker Carlson. And they're, and so the narrative is being defeated in real time. And so now they're going to go for desperation. They did this sedition, conspiracy, whatever, uh, against the Oath Keepers, who I believe were actually working with the Democrats to, to do some nefarious stuff. But uh, we're going to go back on offense, and we're going we're gonna to set the, the record straight for what actually happened on January the 6th. Well, there certainly is a lot to follow with this story and something that we will continue to monitor. Um, now, to shift gears just a little bit uh, beyond the, the January 6th commission, um, you've been very vocal in other hot topics in the Republican space. Um, recently, there's been talking about <laughs> misinformation from the media, and they're always trying to create these fake fights between leaders of the conservative movement. Um, there's been some recent headlines trying to pit President Trump against Governor DeSantis. Um, you had some words on this recently. Could you just give us your take on what's really going on there? Yeah, I think it's just a fake news trap to defy two America first leaders. President Trump and Ron DeSantis are both totally on our side. They, they are both on the same team, and they're both doing wonderful things for the Republican Party. And so what the fake news is trying to do is they're trying to create this divide uh, in the state of Florida, a state that's incredibly important that we got to win. Um, and I don't think the American or the Republican uh, voters are going to fall for it. Um, Ron DeSantis knows how much Donald Trump helped him in 2018. He came in big for him in the primary. Uh, Ron DeSantis was bound, actually, to a guy named Adam Putnam. Uh, a lot of people don't recall. But Donald Trump came in and he said, Ron's my guy. Ron was with me 100%, and I'm going to stand by him. And he walked him through the finish line that primary and then came in big for him in the general election. And Ron, I believe, is a man of great character and great loyalty. And if President Trump says he's going to run in 2024, I don't think Ron's going to do that. Uh, because he knows that he's politically young, and there's something called 2028 that's right around the corner. It's really not that far away. And 2028, if Ron DeSantis continues on this path, he's not only going to inherit all of the mega base, but I think that President Trump's policies for the next four years, if he gets in in 2024, he's going to win a lot more voters. And so Ron DeSantis, he's politically young, and it would be very foolish that, uh, for him to run in 2024. I'm a big fan of his. I moved to Florida because of him. Um, and so... I love both these guys, and uh, but President Trump is still a leader of our party nationally. Yeah, and I think a lot of people share your your perspective on that. And the other thing that Governor DeSantis has to continue doing is leading the state of Florida, which he has done quite well um, and just earned a lot of respect because of his commitment to dealing with public issues such as COVID and education and crime, but not sacrificing personal liberties. And the reality of the entire Republican movement, and I'd appreciate your take on this too, is that we have a lot of great leaders um, and a, a lot of different governors around the state. And so there's much more of a diversity in terms of leadership potential, not just Governor, uh, not just Governor DeSantis and President Trump, but there's a lot of others out there. What do you think in terms of the variety of leadership that we have and, and what the future of the Republic Republican Party looks like from that perspective? Yeah, I think that there's a lot to be um, excited about when you're a Republican. When you look at the Democrats, who are they? They have no depth. They have no base. They, they are, I mean, they are 
people are all old and they're decrepit and they're dumb. You know, we have a lot of young firebrand America First leaders uh, who are just waiting in the wings uh, for their turn. And I know that Ron DeSantis, he knows his time isn't yet, but he knows that if he continues leading the state of Florida, I think one of the most important states in America, uh, the way he has been, uh, he's he's well positioned to kind of take the you know the baton and run with it uh, when when President Trump uh, hangs it up. But President Trump isn't done yet. But you look at people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Madison Cawthorn and Senator Josh Hawley. We have so many America's first leaders that we can be excited about. And so uh, when you're a Republican, I know times are tough right now uh, with with Joe Biden in, in the White House, but. You know, we're, we're going to be okay in the long run. We're going to take this country back, and when we get power, we're actually going to use it. And that's something that we haven't done in the past. But we're going to get a Senate, a Congress, and a President in the White House in 2024, and they're going to be willing to use the power. We're going to take this country back. Amen to that. And, uh, Alex, you're a part of that. Tell folks real quick where how they can follow you and pay attention to what's going on in the X Strategies world. Yeah, you can follow me at, at, at Alex Bruzewitz uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, and uh, I call out a lot of people. I have some fun on there, but um, I try to try to be very accurate with, with what I post. Well, yeah, it's certainly uh, a fair warning. And, and I think most people have realized that uh, following you on Twitter is not for the faint of heart, but certainly for those who feel a strong fire and a commitment in terms of um, taking this country back and making sure that the future of the country aligns with conservative-based values um, and, you know, consistent with the original founding principles that some have come to take advantage of, um, but some of us continue to want to fight for and expand access to that very real and alive American dream. Absolutely. Well, Manny, thank you so much for your continued support and, and your friendship. It's, it's meant a lot over the years, and, and you're really doing uh, everything you can on the front lines as well to take our country back. So God bless you. All right, Alex, thanks for joining us. Um, folks, stay tuned. We've got more to discuss, including what's going on in Virginia, a little readout from President Trump's rally in Arizona, and more on what's going on in Mississippi. that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. 
Rogers Dabbs Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabbs Fleet. Call the Rogers Dabbs Business Elite Fleet Team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabbs.com. Rogers Dabbs Chevrolet. Find new roads. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. As a father-daughter team, Drs. Michael Carter and Katherine Carter-Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to cartersledgedental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Teacher pay in Mississippi is below the national average, and lawmakers on both sides of the aisle are trying to do something about that. House Speaker Philip Gunn says under their bill, the starting pay increases beyond the national and southeastern average. Every teacher will get somewhere between a four and six thousand dollar raise. Under our bill, we place a, a, a high emphasis on starting pay. It's it's front loaded, if you want to call it that way. A Long Beach man is being charged with murdering his longtime girlfriend. 37-year-old Robert Oshinsky dropped 31-year-old Ashley Barbara off at the hospital January 9th. She died thereafter due to blunt force trauma. Police arrested Oshinsky on Saturday. He's being held at the Harrison County Jail on a million dollars bond. The incident happened at their trailer. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Y'all know that in Mississippi, we have some of our most fun experiences outdoors, especially during hunting season. Hi, this is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Each year, our agency provides services to Mississippians who have been injured in hunting accidents. Please remember, ATVs are not toys. Always wear a helmet, only have one rider at a time, ride an ATV that's right for your age, and supervise young riders. This hunting season, when it comes to ATVs, remember to ride safe and ride smart. 
Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. Mississippi, the place you call home is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3 on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm guest host Mandy Gunasekara. Just want to let you know a little bit about Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital. If you own or run a small business, um, can customers able to find your business, are customers able to find your business online? With the power of Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. All right. If you are just joining us now, welcome to the show. Glad you are here. I just want to put a, a, a quick cap on the discussion I just had with a good friend of mine that I've known for a long time, Alex, who has been on the receiving end of the January 6th commission. I think it's important to distinguish that um, what happened on January 6th, early in the morning, there was a rally down by the White House, the ellipses, with President Trump, thousands of his supporters, and a lot of people who had really taken center stage in terms of representing the variety of people who were a part of his movement at that time and um, had serious and honest questions about the election that had continued during that time frame. Now, there was the rally. That was an honest exercise of First Amendment rights. And then later in that day, a few bad actors became riotous, broke the law, and they will ultimately pay through that if the courts so decide. Just one one point on if the courts so decide, even if folks are in jail um, because of alleged criminal actions, right? This is Rhino isn't isn't an innocent until proven guilty. That's the way the system works. It's the way the system works, and so long as you are in that standing, you are still uh, provided certain rights, including the right to a speedy trial and right to legal representation. And the problem in D.C., even for these people who um, there is a strong case against them for breaking the law um, in ways that so many Americans found deeply offensive. Um, 
they need to be treated equally under the law. And that's where there's additional problems and divisiveness in a space where even you have someone that from the public perspective um, is a criminal, public perception perspective, um, looks like a criminal in this country, even if you are in that position, you are still allowed to have a speedy trial, get legal representation. And unfortunately, all of that has been delayed in Washington, D.C. because of a degradation um, and, and an influence of leftists who politically disagree with the people that are there and want to set aside their otherwise um, inalienable rights. So there is no real disagreement that those who turned the rally into a riot were at fault and should be condemned. President Trump that day said, you know, and I quote, we have to have peace. You have to go home. He later released a video where he formally condemned their actions. And this January 6th committee, it's been a political purpose from the start. It, the, the folks that are a part of it were handpicked by Nancy Pelosi. But the point is, there, there could be legitimate questions. You know, I was a staffer on Capitol Hill. Um, I worked there collectively a little over five and a half years. And if you've ever visited, you have to go through security. You have to show a badge. Um, it really gives the image of a state-of-the-art type security situation. Who knew um, that it could be overtaken so easily? And there's, there's some legitimate questions about why weren't there preemptive actions? You know, there it's now known that President Trump offered to Leader Pelosi and others a backup support because there was a big rally. And anytime there is a large influx of people into Washington, D.C., for one reason or another, typically they back up standard security protocol in order to prevent these types of things from getting out of control. Unfortunately, None of that happened. Um, I've mentioned this before, too. You know, at my house was sitting between the two bombs, one at the RNC and one at the Republican National Committee headquarters and one at the Democrat National Committee headquarters. To this day, we still don't know who the bomber was, despite that person walking around one of the most uh, one of one of the areas where there has to be a high number of cameras compared to other areas in this country. It's just crazy to me that that they've not yet been able to actually track that person down and and bring them through the court system as well, um, consistent with the ways uh, speedy trial and right to legal defense that are that anyone in this country who is a citizen has the right to. So there could be a legitimate purpose to this committee, but it's turned into a political tool. Um, and it's a gross abuse of authority and public trust going after individuals. And, you know, I, I think President Trump said it aptly recently that the Democrats want to own this day of January 6th so they can stoke fears and divide America. I say let them have it because America sees through their lies and their polarization. Um, and one of those folks that is leading that conversation is Alex. So I'm glad that he was able to join us. Okay, shifting gears a little bit. Um, let's let's look forward. And that was certainly the story in Virginia. Uh, many of you know that Glenn Youngkin, who was largely the underdog, even in the Republican primary, and then certainly against the Mr. Establishment of establishments in terms of Democrat candidates in Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, he won um, in a pretty landslide victory in Virginia, a state that has been sol solidly blue for a long time. Now, he was sworn in over the weekend 
And uh, I just want to highlight some of some of his message. Um, it was extremely promising, and and I think that this is a message that you will see permeate. Uh, Republican Party actions, activities, and candidates through the midterms, um, not only because it's effective, but it's so right and it's so representative of what a lot of Americans are feeling right now. But but Glenn Youngkin, during some of during his speech, inaugural speech, one of the things he said is we must venture forward because a new and better day is ahead of us. After all, um, we are Virginians who leaders gave birth to the most exceptional nation the world has ever known. Yes, a country with chapters of great injustice, but also a country birthed on the fundamental notion of freedom that we're all endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. A nation whose ideas and ideals have been replicated and memorialized around the globe for nearly 250 years. This is such a positive message, and it just really taps into the the, the deep-seated desire of most Americans to celebrate our history, um, recognizing, yes, there have been injustices, and despite uh, the desire for a more perfect union, uh, it is not a perfect union, and it hasn't been, but it's that that celebration that we are committed to always doing better. Um, Youngkin had this positive speech, and then he followed it up with immediate action, really pushing back against some of the problematic and divisive and harmful policies that have been pushed through Virginia. He signed 11 executive orders on day one, really showing tremendous leadership and courage. The first thing he did was he banned the teaching of critical race theory, um, an academic framework for examining racism in society that has never been a part of the state's public school curriculum. That's a that's an excerpt from his efforts to reinstitute the role of educators to focus on education and not turn them into social justice factories trying to turn our children's youth into activists. Um, and he also did away with the mask mandate. Um, he he signed an executive order aimed at giving parents the ability to opt out of mask mandates in schools. Now, Youngkin, um, Youngkin's message is very successful leading up to his election um, and then his message yesterday was great but he's not the only great story coming from there you also have the uh, lieutenant governor Winsom Sears she was the first woman and first black lieutenant governor first black woman lieutenant governor of Virginia and then you also had the attorney general Jason Miares who's the first Latino attorney general of Virginia so back to our earlier point on um, the Republican Republican Party truly is the party of diversity and thought um, and then diversity in all sorts of other ways, because being a part of the party is available to anyone who wants to have access to pursuit of the American dream. That is very much alive and well. Uh, one other thing on Attorney General, Virginia Attorney General uh, Mason, uh, Jason Miarez, um, he wasted no time taking action in after being sworn in on Saturday, on his first day, he fired 30 staffers, including many attorneys who were unlikely to see eye to eye with his promises of enacting law and order in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Now, this is important because in the prosecution space, I was just talking about um, less leftist intrusion in some of the public defenders in Washington, D.C., where there's this mismatched application of rights, depending on what political thought or ideology you may be affiliated with. 
This has also been the case in Virginia, and he's been pushing back against George Soros-funded attorneys who are not doing their jobs. Um, and this is something that our own Senator Hyde-Smith has tried to push back nationally, um, offering amendments in the Senate. All right. We've got more coming up. Stay tuned. We're going to continue to talk about the momentum of the Republican Party. Um, a recent nose to a fellow blow to a fellow conservative news channel. And at the top of the hour, we've got Senator Nicole Aiken, Aikens Boyd coming right up. Stay tuned. Trust Care Kids in Madison now offers the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., just walk in or schedule an appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Our expert team of pediatric specialists will have you in and out in a jiffy. It couldn't be any easier. Trust Care has led the way in COVID testing and vaccinations. Let us be the provider you trust to keep your entire family safe. That's TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care Health. Feel better. Faster. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? Dream. <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. This is the opening agri-market report. At the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was up 286 to 119.70. May cotton was up 187 to 116.34. At the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were down 7.5 to 13.69 and 3 quarters per bushel. May soybeans were down 7 and 3 quarters to 13.79 and a half per bushel. March corn up 8 and 3 quarters to 5.96 and a quarter per bushel. May corn was up 7 and 3 quarters to 5.97 and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle was up 115 to 142.12. June live cattle was up 77 to 137.62. March feeders down 35 to 166.37. April feeders down 12 to 170.35. The Dow Jones closed on Friday down 201 points, 35,912. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. 
defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. All right, welcome back. This is Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi, and I'm guest host Mandy Gunasegura. Thank you for joining us here in the Trustmark studio. Um, now, during the break, Rhino and I were having a discussion. If anyone saw some of the uh, what specifically what the men were wearing during the Yunkin inauguration, you may have been like, huh, that looks a little different. Rhino, uh, tell, 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 tell the folks what you found out. Well, there there were several jokes online about it because they were saying Yunkin looked like an, an old antebellum plantation owner or something like that with his ascot and his quote-unquote morning dress attire. But I, I did a little digging, and apparently in Virginia it is mandated by law for the Virginia inauguration for the men to appear in formal morning dress. <laughs> and they've got a list of 15 to 20 different rules you have to abide by where it has to be this color or that and this color tie or that and this type of cutaway coat and that. And your, if your trousers match your coat, you have to do this and you have to wear it with braces. And and then you, you look for the, the rules for the women and it says they have to wear smart daywear. <laughs> Well, I I uh, have to presume that that's because when it was set, there probably weren't a lot of female politicians around then, and uh, now it's what what you wear is a bit of an afterthought in terms of prescriptive requirements. Um, now, there are still prescriptive requirements for women if you work in the U.S. Senate. Um, I have a story, having been a staffer going in and out. Um, one day I was going to the floor with my boss at the time, who was Senator Inhofe, and it was summer, so I had on a jacket, but it was short sleeve, and um, I was told that I couldn't go into the Senate floor because my jacket didn't align with the Senate requirements. And so in the moment, I had to flag down my boss to come get me on the floor uh, to accept that I was able to go into the floor. Um, and But then I got curious and started looking into it. And so for women, um, you have to have your sleeves are supposed to cover your arms and you're supposed to wear stockings and there's all sorts of prescriptive requirements. Now, they largely are not followed. Um, you know, you can see that there's 
congressmen a casualness. Oh, yeah. Especially in the House of Representatives. I do like formal requirements in formal settings. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of like that uh, that Governor Youngkin looked, to me, he, he, remind, he looked like he was going to a wedding, really, um, instead of an antebellum. I believe the term is dapper. Dapper. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You really summed it up there. Well, uh, Rhino, we haven't even talked about today um, is Martin Luther King Day. Oh, yeah. A really great day uh, where we celebrate the life and legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, who was a civil rights leader. He devoted his life to the pursuit of lawfulness and equality for everyone. Um, Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech has become the stuff of legend and given in front of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. on August. August 28th, 1963, Dr. King's passionate words were filled with hope and the belief in basic human decency. Now, um, I was curious about how this day came about. Um, I, I read somewhere that it the day was uh, signed into law with the King Holiday Bill on November 1983. President Reagan signed that bill, um, and it requires that every year on the third Monday of January, we have the opportunity to reflect on um, his vision and what his message was. And it was it was actually really interesting. Um, I. I get interested in the legal or not the legal, the, the, the bill's history and how it developed on Capitol Hill. And four days after he was assassinated, um, there were bills introduced to make the day a holiday. And it took, you know, uh, many years, uh, 1983, November of 1983, for the bill actually be passed and to establish this day. But I'm glad that they did. It's a great day um, for us all to reflect on some of those foundational principles that Reverend King not only talked about, but lived by. Um, And predominantly focusing on engaging in a peaceful and respectful manner, something I think is really important even today. All right, let's talk a little bit about um, momentum in the Republican Party. Um, and the focus on looking forward. Um, on the other side of the country, there was a Save America rally with President Trump. We've seen a lot about the record crowds, positive outlook, um, and a new chant that uh, we can we can get into. If we have, do we have time, Rhino, to play the clip? All right, let's play that. But with these decisions they're making, they're wrecking and devastating people's lives, firing Americans from their jobs, forcing innocent children to grow up in masks, closing their schools, destroying education, crushing their development, demolishing their futures, locking people into their homes. What they've done over the last year, wreaking havoc on our economy, going mandate crazy and running neighborhoods. If you look at what's going on, they're just running roughshod all over this country. And they're truly hurting the American people like they, I don't think they've taken away their liberties. What they're doing is incredible. They've taken away their dignity. They've taken away their liberties. And I say enough is enough and we are not going to take it anymore. All right. You hear the roar of the crowd, the positive message um, coming from President Trump. It just puts a smile on my face when I hear that. But when we get back from the break, we're going to hear from our own senators here in Mississippi. Um, Senator Nicole Akins-Boyd will be with us in studio to talk about her efforts and what's going on around the state. Stay tuned.
listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. News. I'm Lillian Wu. As America's COVID cases continue to hit new highs, word that one of the nation's top defense officials has tested positive for COVID. According to a spokesperson, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley is experiencing very mild symptoms, working remotely and isolating. Tennis champ Novak Djokovic returned to Serbia after being deported from Australia. The world's number one tennis player arrived in Belgrade from Australia, having been kicked out by the government there because he is unvaccinated and, according to Australian officials, had no valid medical exemption to enter a country which has put in place some of the most strict COVID-related travel rules in the world. A judge upheld the Australian Immigration Minister's decision at a court hearing over the weekend, and within hours, Djokovic was on his way out. Fox's Jonathan Hunt. America's listening to Fox News. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Care Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Care Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox, direct. 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A plan to redraw the state's four congressional district is headed to the governor's desk. Both the House and Senate passed a plan that would drastically increase the size of District 2. Votes were mostly along party lines as Democrats believe there was a more sensical way to do it. Here's what House Minority Leader Robert Johnson suggested. We were in favor of a more compact district that would have included more of Hines County and parts of Southern Madison County. Uh, the second district lost 67,000 people, so we thought the most efficient and compact way to achieve that that balance in the four districts would have been to do that. When asked if he believes the map is fair, as some are concerned it could lessen the influence of black voters in Mississippi, Speaker Philip Gunn said this. Yes, absolutely. I think our team has done a fantastic job of drawing a map, given the, the parameters and the requirements they have to comply with. Governor Tate Reeves is expected to sign off on the proposed plan. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Care Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Care Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. 
give your customers a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high-efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders, too. All propane homes, on average, are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. As long as marijuana is considered a Schedule One drug at the federal level and states make exceptions for that for medical purposes, there'll be conflicts. Representative Lee Yancey explains how that affects firearms. If you go to buy a firearm, you will be given uh, a form to fill out. And one of the questions on that form is, do you basically use drugs or do you yep. have you broken any federal laws? If you answer truthfully and say that you have a medical marijuana card, then they're not going to sell you a firearm. That wouldn't prevent you from keeping the firearms you already have. Something else to keep in mind if you plan to apply for a medical marijuana card? Under our employment law, you know, if you show up at work and you are tested and you test positive, you can be fired no matter who you are. That decision is at the discretion of your employer. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't miss the college football fix every day at 5 o'clock, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, the trucks of the future were built for everyone. The Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight. Built for performance and capability on and off-road. The trucks of the future are not built for a few. They are built for America. Ford F-Series. Drive one today. Stop by your local Mississippi Ford dealer for more details. During the COVID pandemic, Mississippi's nurse practitioners were on the front lines of providing patients with high-quality care. With over 6,000 nurse practitioners practicing in our state, there's no reason we should continue to struggle with access to care, with many in rural areas having no access at all. Mississippi's archaic laws force NPs into unfair contracts just to go to work and do the job they're trained to do. Tell your legislators to support full practice authority as 28 other states have done and end forced government contracting. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of Nurse practitioners. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Trustmark Studio. I'm Mandy Gunasegura, guest hosting today for Middays. I'm so glad you have joined us. And I will also remind folks that I love to hear from you. Um, we have the C Spire text line if you want to weigh in, 601-879-4395. Reminder, please do not text and drive. And also, just to keep this on your radar, there's a ton of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our new YouTube channel. Just search Super Talk Mississippi on the YouTube or go to supertalk.fm backslash YouTube. Be sure and subscribe for free 
to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and the good things happening here in the state. All right, speaking of good things happening here in the state, I'm very excited to be joined by Senator Nicole Aikens-Boyd, who's been working on good things in the state house. And, and we were just talking, well, first, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Glad you're in here with us. Um, we were just talking about this morning. Um, about traveling down. I drove down from, from Oxford this morning, but um, Senator, you, you stay here and are part of a special caucus. Can you talk about that? I was just telling Mandy um, earlier, I have jo- last year I joined what is, they have commonly referred to as the Camper Caucus. There's um, over 30 legislators down the, um, down at on the outside of the Coliseum. We um, pay each year to um, pull our trailers up, and we all kind of camp there it's a very quick walk or drive to the Capitol. Um, so it's easy access. And even during the ice storm last year, wow. we all were there and camped out and going to work each day. So um, it's a it's a great way to know your neighbors in the House um, and the Senate. And um, we really um, get a lot of good work done down there um, and enjoy getting to know each other. So um, it's kind of a – it's something different I really was not really a camper girl and had not um, didn't <laughs> didn't do that but it made a lot of sense to me to um pull in down there and so i've thoroughly enjoyed it so this is my second year doing that that's great well and it's 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 got to be good to you know better know the people you're working in and out every day on very serious issues. That's actually a constant criticism from Washington D.C. Um, that members, you know, they only they they famously fly in Monday night and famously fly out Thursday afternoon, um, and so that conjures up a lot of criticism. What are they doing when they're not working in Washington D.C.? But when they have that flyout schedule, schedule, they don't get to know each other. And to me, that seems like a really important part of the way the political system and policy development actually works. It does. And so last year, um, I had a bill that um, one of the House members um, had some interest in. And so it was nice to be able to go over to the um, camper next door to me and knock on the door and discuss good policy and dyslexia services for the state. So That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So um, you never know. Um, and it's a very collegial group. And, um, you know, when you have to make sure that your water's running and things like that, you get to know each other um a personal level so so sometimes we have to do when the electricity goes out and all of that so um anyway it's not plush but it it's very functional and um gets us what we need to do uh while we're here so yeah it it works um and it, it works in other ways so let's Talk a little bit about what's going on this legislative session. Now, y'all started last week, but things were a little slow. Is that the case? Because a lot of people were out sick with COVID? There were some people out sick, but we were kind of continuously... um, We've had a couple of deadlines recently, and we have one today, actually. So you had to get your bills in for drafting um, by last Wednesday. And so then today um, is another deadline day where your bills have to be dropped um, to be assigned, to be um, assigned to committee. So a lot of that first week is um, meeting still with different groups, trying to refine your bills. And um, last-minute things always come up. We always try to work and have these done beforehand. But then there seems to be always those bills kind of at the last minute that come up for various different reasons that people see some needs and see some needs for changing. So um, so today I will scurry to the Capitol and 
um, I have a I'll have a bunch of bills from drafting that I'll quickly have to go through, and um, I will give a warning to people. We will drop those bills today. Um, if you see something that you don't quite like or whatever, or you see errors or mistakes, know that those will be kind of corrected in that committee process. So um, uh, I had a phone call from somebody on something. I was like, those bills will will be reviewing those in committee. We'll be making any of those corrections. So um, it's part of the process. So um, yeah. So it's been some kind of, and you're going to start to see a lot of committees um, really going into a lot. Of, but no, we were last week. Um, last week we looked at redistricting, and then also we passed the marijuana legislation last week. Which is there's been a lot of buildup for that. <laughs> I feel like every other conversation um, since the since last year really has has been about that and what was going to transpire and y'all y'all dealt with it early on well and we wanted to do that um because um this you know the senate took that bill up i believe um three or four times last year Mm -hmm. um really kind of looking at that and so this is something we wanted to um the people had voted on it um they had um said what they wanted to say when the supreme court overruled turned it um the chairman in the house and the chairman in the senate were spending a great deal of time and then they were providing us updates on the legislation throughout while we've been out of session so it's something we already kind of knew how, which direction we were headed on how we were going to vote and we asked to be able to take up that bill quickly um, so we can move on to um, things that are affecting us every day here in mississippi so and one of those things i'm excited to kind of talk about because it yeah. was monumental last week um, and and, you know, I come from a community, and you do, that really values education. Mm-hmm. And um, we are lucky to live there. It has two um, A-rated school districts. I also represent another um, Pinellas County next door. They're almost at an A. So my constituency really values education. And one of the things that we've all been greatly concerned about is our teacher shortage. Yeah. Um, you know, we have 96 school districts across the state that um, are having critical teacher shortages that 50 it was only 54 two years ago oh wow so you know we've almost doubled that number um that are in critical that have critical teacher shortages and we know that quality education is an economic driver in a community we know that people want to move there that it continues to keep people living there and um, really raises the level of education in that community and so this is something that's incredibly important for this whole state and we saw you know this teacher shortage just getting worse and worse and we knew that we were not um, up to par with our southern states and where we are paying our teachers um, average wise we're paying them about six thousand dollars less than our, you know our southern mm-hmm. partners our southern states not really southern partners but our southern states so um, this has been a tremendous problem we also see um, the extreme number the shortages we are having in our teacher preparation programs across the state mm-hmm. um, we feel this um, really, um, particularly at the university, um, we see this in a level. We've had a 32% decline since 14, which is pretty wow. significant. And the out-of-state pipeline that comes into Mississippi has almost completely dried up. Um, we've had a 96% decrease in the last four years. Oh, wow. So, I mean, so this is a crisis mm-hmm. um, within our state. And um, and I will say this, I'm pleased to say that good conservative leadership has put us into over the last several years has put us into a position to be able to really tackle that the issue this year. So last week, kind of in a monumental, um, uh, just monumental would be under an understatement on yeah. this. You saw um, 
the Senate um, with Chairman Dubar and Lieutenant Governor Hoseman um, present the Senate plan as what it was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And then the um, next day, I believe you saw the House um, make their plan, and they voted on that plan. Mm-hmm. So we have two plans. Both of them are very good for teachers. They're a little bit different, okay. the plans are. and um, But the most important thing is they are good and they are put teachers in a better position, both plans do. But the plans are slightly different. Um, the Senate plan, um, what it does is um, it extends those raises over what would be the career of a teacher. Okay. We, it front-end lays it just slightly. It raises those starting teacher salaries within two years to about $40,000. Um, and then the um, it extends those raises over the lifespan of the teacher. Um, and so um, we the Senate really worked with teachers across the state. Uh, Chairman DeBar, I think, went to every nook and cranny across the state, yeah. really talking to teachers to see what this looks like, as did the lieutenant governor's office. And so their plan kind of expands that, and it really looks at the whole lifespan of the teacher. Um, the House plan... Um, it's a good plan, but it kind of front end loads what those starting salaries will be. Okay. And so kind of really um, gives an incentive. They're hoping to kind of get teachers into the the profession. Yeah, great. Well look, Senator Boy, let's uh, let's put a pen in it just for a second. We've got a short break, but for those tuned in, do not go away. We've got more to talk about in terms of the teacher pay wait, pay raise conversation that's playing out in the Senate and bills aimed at increasing pr- Transparency and Participation, here with Senator Nicole Akins-Boyd. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies, high near 52. Tonight, mostly clear and cold, low around 31. Your Tuesday, mostly sunny, high near 61. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 47. And for your Wednesday, a 70% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 72. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. At Bob Boyd Honda, we pride ourselves in getting our customers the best deals around. Usually, that means when we're selling cars, but right now... Bob Boyd is in the market to buy! We're offering top dollar for pre-owned autos, trucks, and SUVs. Come by, talk to our dedicated team, and discover what a great time it is for Bob Boyd to buy back your used vehicle. Any make, any model. Whether you're selling or buying, at Bob Boyd Honda, you get a Deal. deal! 
Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. For three days, and three days only, take up to 15% off your purchase. That's 15% off our everyday low prices. Plus, take five years to pay with no down payment. Two great offers, one incredible event. Friday, Saturday, and Monday at all Miskelly's locations. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. Welcome back to the Trustmark Studio. I am here with Senator Nicole Akins-Boyd, who represents District 9, covering Lafayette and Panola counties. Is that, that's all? Yes. Okay. Um, and we are in here talking about efforts that the legislature is, legislators are undertaking um, to increase teacher retention and address a growing crisis, which is a teacher shortage. And some of those efforts involve the teacher pay raise. Um, there's two uh, two approaches to that that have been introduced, the Senate and the House. And the biggest difference, just make sure I have this correct, is basically the time by which teachers have access to pay raises. One is truncated and the other is longer term. Right. And both of them actually provide some long-term relief. Some of them puts more of the focus and the money at the very beginning, um, and that's the House plan. Mm -hmm. um, and they do get raises along the way, but the big impact is in those first couple of years. The Senate plan um, gives um, an increase at the beginning, but it expands over the, the career span of the teacher. So, gotcha. and, and you can see these, um, there's actually an excellent report. Um, if you are a Facebook user, um, it's Mississippi First. Okay. And they do a really strong analysis. So if the public wants to look at that, I would encourage them to do that because they do a really good job um, with the graphs kind of um, explaining it and um, kind of letting teachers know um, especially you know depending on what certificate they have mm -hmm. you know what those proposals look like for them <laughs> so um, I would encourage the public really to go to Mississippi first look on their Facebook page and look at that report 
And so tell us where these two bills are in the process. So the House passed theirs. They um, took it through the committee and then passed it off on the floor. And the Senate, I expect that we will look at our proposals um, either this week or next week. And um, it will head to the floor. And um, what happens is is that I'm sure we will pass out the Senate version. I fully expect us to. And we will send our bill to the House, and the House then has transmitted their bill to us. And so um, usually what will happen is um, both of these approaches are are good approaches. Um, What will happen is they will go to committee, and um, they will work out kind of um, which approach. And and hopefully we're going to hear from our teachers across the state um, as to what they want to see. I've already had teachers calling me over the weekend and um, voicing their support um, for one plan versus the other. And so um, I think we will all do that across the state is um, have teachers really weigh in on that. So I look forward to kind of hearing from them on that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's like you said, education is so important. Um, You know, I came down to Mississippi because I was led uh, because I care about the education of my children. I was first in the Newton County School Districts, which is very strong, and then ultimately ended up in your district um, now over at Oxford Public School District. But um, they've they've there's a lot to be said about the interest and the focus and making sure education is done well and done right in the state. Well, I mean, a strong education system is an economic driver for any community. You know, and it's... Um, when you look across the state and you look across the communities that have grown across the state, you will see one thing in common. Good school districts. Yeah, um, the district that we're both fortunate to live in had the highest percentage of growth of population um, of any county across the state. There's two A-rated school districts. Um, both the county and the city school are both A-rated school districts, and that's it. And you can look at that and just say those are the economic drivers. Um, you know. I, Wherever you are, it doesn't matter what stage of life you are, you need to be involved in your public schools. Um, and you need to be supporting them. You need to be active in hearing what's going on with them because they are strong economic drivers in your community. Absolutely. And this is increasingly the case. I mean, unfortunately, as it seems like with everything, whether it's teaching or sports or whatnot, um, Areas that historically have been off limits from a political perspective have seen this influence. Um, you know, you're seeing this kind of play out right now in Mississippi. There's the proposed social studies curriculum changes, and you know, it was done during a time period that, um, frankly, caught a lot of parents, including myself, off guard. It was it was over the holiday system, um, proposing some changes, which I think it is very important for parents to one pay attention and to weigh in, so we know what's going on. Because I do have friends that that live in Virginia that are involved in um, teaching the teaching industry in the Chicago area and the Virginia area in California. And they're now at this point where parents and they themselves didn't weigh in and they're so far for, removed from being on a teaching path that they really feel like they're a part of and is reflective of the focus to teach. Um, so I think it's really great that, that uh, we're talking about this, we're focusing on teacher retention, but then also encouraging many people to weigh in and be a part of the process. 
Well, and it's interesting you just talked about that because um, one of the things that, you know, our world's changed very much during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, how we got our information, um, many things have changed. And um, so one of the bills that I have put in this year, it's 2087, it's the Senate bill that you're just talking about, is it proposes that if you are a government agency, a government body, and you have a board meeting, that it has to be online for people to view. Yeah, And this is a great p- thing for people to do. And many of our places across the state started doing this. Um, I'll give credit to the Department of Education. They really have um, put all their committee meetings and um, all their board meetings are online. So you can go watch and see what's being said. And I'll give them a lot of credit for that. Um, but we in the Senate, you know, started doing that at um, at the beginning of um, Lieutenant Governor Hoseman's um, tenure. Okay, is we put those um, Senate hearings online. I've seen some of them. Yes, yeah. and um, you know, it was a different pair. Uh, you know, the committee meetings had not been really online. The the session, you know, the general session had, but those committee meetings had not. And I have found tremendous benefit um, from my constituents being able to hear what is being said in those committee meetings. And um, the, I love the text that I get from them immediately as bills are going on and being debated. But um, it's something that, um, and you know, we're in Oxford. We're two and a half hours away from the state capitol. And if we want to hear what's being said um, by the de- in the board meeting of the Department of um, Vocational Rehab or the Department of Education, it is, um, it's a tremendous benefit for us to be able to go online and do that. So the secretary, what the bill would require is the Secretary of State's office to keep a listing of where those um, meetings are, when those meetings are happening and where you can find them, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be on Facebook, um, where you can, um, you know, or if it's just on their general website. And so it would be the Secretary of State's office would um, keep that online. And so you would be able to find out, you know, I know that 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 is meeting. Also, too, when they publish the announcements mm-hmm. for the public announcements for those meetings, it would have to include, you know, where you could view that meeting online. So I, I think it will be a tremendous asset to people to be able to hear and see what's going on in those meetings. Um, And it also helps to, um, you know, get rid of misinformation. Yeah. Um, which is huge because, you know, one person can attend a meeting and um, they'll tell you what happened and you can watch it and get a totally different perspective. Yeah. So um, and that happens quite a lot for us um, as legislators. So um, it's something I look forward to being able to do is to watch those meetings, um, you know, while I'm in Oxford um, out of session and see kind of what's going on at those meetings without having to attend. So I think COVID has brought there's, you know, there's some things that we should take and learn that during this process that we've had and that's one of those well and also it's it's great to encourage the participation because folks are just going to feel that much more comfortable um they're going to believe that much more in the process and more importantly in the credibility of the outcome if um if they believe they were a part of it in a meaningful way so i think this bill is um it's very smart policy is so you've introduced it what's the outlook look so this bill has been double referred and um so it will go first to the accountability committee okay uh, which is 
perfectly appropriate and then it will um, hopefully pass there and it will come back to judiciary a which is and people say well why is it double referred used to years ago when you saw a bill that was double referred that meant that it wasn't going to go anyplace that is not the case anymore okay um the reason that it is being assigned to both of those committees because that bill has two purposes um it is so there's accountability and efficiency and it's good government but then also to judd a needs to look at it really for that legal perspective um in that so it, what it does is it makes a bill stronger. So um, when you look at the Senate bills and you say that they're double referred, go, oh, that's not going anywhere. That does not mean that. That means that we want two committees to really take eyes to it um, and make sure it's a good piece of legislation before we pass it on three. And that the folks who have developed a degree of specialized understanding in a specific area can actually weigh in. Absolutely. Which, so, Which makes sense. Yeah. Well, good. We'll look uh, just to maybe hopefully not throw you for a loop, but from the ceasefire text line. Yeah. Um, we have Joe from Meridian who has asked if there's any news about a pay raise for the highway patrol. Um, have there been any conversations about that in I the, think, the I, Senate? Uh-huh. I think there are conversations about that. Uh-huh. Um, and um, I'm going to let the appropriations chairman um, okay. who've been a lot more involved with those discussions kind of weigh in on that so um that sounds good but we definitely appreciate the work of our highway patrol yeah absolutely yeah Um, another vitally important um, part of a successful life experience in mississippi education and safety absolutely so um we couldn't we are greatly appreciative of y'all so well thank you senator for coming in and giving us a look into what's going on and our listeners stay tuned we will have more after the break. Thank you. Madison Cellars, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Cellars Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. you mind your own business mind my own business what's that supposed to mean no i was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes insurance changes regulations that are being passed down to business owners i don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations i know it seems like all i do is handle employee related problems you know i hear people lease can help how can they help people lease can handle our payroll taxes employee benefits and workers compensation they even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24 7 online human resources support center for all my hr needs think of all the time we'll save letting people lease handle our payroll and benefits administration i'll be busy growing my business and letting people lease take care of the rest sounds like a good business plan with people lease let people lease mind your business so you can mind your own business call now 601-987-3025 that's 601-987-3025 or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote this is Beth with the range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gladstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real-life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon. Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from All Britain's Jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John All Britain. 
At Albritton's, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen Albritton's as their diamond store. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior clean up you can't go wrong baroni's tree pros 601-345-8090 601-345-8090 that's 601-345-8090 or online at baroni's tree that's baroni's tree i'm kelly bennett and you're listening to super talk mississippi news a plan to redraw the state's four congressional district is headed to the governor's desk both the house and senate passed a plan that would drastically increase the size of district two votes were mostly along party lines as democrats believe there was a more sensical way to do it here's what house minority leader robert johnson suggested we were in favor of a more compact district that would have included more of hines county in parts of southern Madison County, uh, the second district lost 67,000 people. So we thought the most efficient and compact way to achieve that that balance in the four districts would have been to do that. When asked if he believes the map is fair, as some are concerned it could lessen the influence of black voters in Mississippi, Speaker Philip Gunn said this. Yes, absolutely. I think our team has done a fantastic job of drawing a map, given the, the parameters and the requirements they have to comply with. Governor Tate Reeves is expected to sign off on the proposed plan. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. During the COVID pandemic, Mississippi's nurse practitioners were on the front lines of providing patients with high-quality care. With over 6,000 nurse practitioners practicing in our state, there's no reason we should continue to struggle with access to care. With many in rural areas having no access at all, Mississippi's archaic laws force NPs into unfair contracts just to go to work and do the job they're trained to do. Tell your legislators to support full practice authority as 28 other states have done and end forced government contracting. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of nurse practitioners super talk nobody keeps mississippi informed like we do with 12 stations covering all 82 counties if it happens in your state we're on top of it the news the weather the sports and the talk that's important to you the issues that matter to you your family and your bank account it's all right here and when you're away from home depend on the super talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know we're proud to serve our fellow mississippians super talk mississippi Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Another great pick, Rhino, the ceasefire text line is loving your music selection. 
Um, and just on that, I love it when you weigh in on the ceasefire text line and let us know your thoughts, be it about music or commentary. Uh, you can reach us at 601-879-4395. Just a reminder, please do not text and drive. And you can also now get just about every Super Talk Mississippi show on your favorite podcast app. The Gallo Show, Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Good Things, Sports Talk Mississippi, along with favorites like Thunder and Lightning, The Rebel Report, The Eagle Hour, and many more Super Talk Mississippi podcasts are available. Just search for Super Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. So welcome back to the show. I'm Mandy Gunasekera, guest hosting today on Middays. If you just missed our last conversation, we had State Senator Nicole Aikens-Boyd join us in the studio and really give us an update on some of the efforts she is leading and a part of that are really critical to growth and development of education in our state. Um, they're working on the teacher pay raise. They've got some differences to work out between the House and the Senate, but overall there is a strong momentum um, from the governor on down in terms of giving a pay raise to our state's educators. They've just got to, the hard part is working out the details to that, which they will be very much at work. And then also, um, the senator talked about her bill to increase transparency and participation, making it easier um, for participation uh, for the general public to engage in what's going on at any official administrative entity throughout the state. And so I just want to talk about that for a second. Again, um, we mentioned the the concerns of parents and the growth of things like critical race theory and social and emotional learning. These are topics um, I actually talked about one of my the, the last times I was guest hosting with former Governor Phil Bryant. Um, but you have this infiltration of political ideology into the education space and parents um, are on edge about this and rightfully so. Um, now, there have been proposed updates to Mississippi's social studies standards. Um, I'm not saying that CRT is a part of it. And in fact, the state superintendent during a recent Senate hearing, she said straight up that the uh, Critical race theory is not a part of the curriculum, full stop. She was very clear about that. Nonetheless, I believe it's very incumbent for parents to take a look at the proposed changes for themselves, to weigh in. Um, you can either submit comments through an online portal or you can show up at a public hearing that has now been scheduled to discuss changes to the proposed curriculum. It's going to be held 9 a.m. on January 28th at the Mississippi Agricultural Museum Sparkman Auditorium in Jackson. I will be a part of that process um, and have been engaging in some of the back and forth. And, you know, there's just there's just one thing. There's certain things in there I think warrant clarification. One example um, deals with the Pledge of Allegiance that kind of stuck out to me. Right now, um, the curriculum uh, is, is such that when you're in kindergarten, you learn to state the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, I learned that. Rhino, did you learn that early on? Oh, yeah. I forget at what point it was, but there was a certain point in my schooling where 
the Pledge of Allegiance was posted in a frame by the door of every classroom. Yeah, I remember that, too. Um, there was a time period, too, at least at, at uh, some of the schools I attended, where right next to that was the Ten Commandments. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's certainly uh, prevalent in Mississippi. But now one of the proposed changes, at least as I saw it, and this is one of these things I'm going to be asking for an explanation behind the why and, and what's the point, is instead of kindergartners in the state stating the Pledge of Allegiance, now in first grade, um, they will they will learn to explain it and the national anthem. So you go from stating it and knowing it versus, is something you just kind of talk about um, from kindergarten to first grade. And so um, I, I understand, too, that these are uh, these are standards that are set and the actual curriculum is adopted at the local level. I know that there are places throughout the state um, that even if it wasn't a part of the standards, they're going to make sure that the, the, the children not only understand what the Pledge of Allegiance is, allegiance is but, but know how to state it um, and get up doing that, starting their day that way. But nonetheless... There's some things in here. They raised some red flags. This has been under the microscope for very good reason. Um, you've seen things get out of control in terms of how schools are increasingly encroaching on the role of parents um, and doing so in ways that parents disagree with, um, whether it's critical race theory where you're really trying to teach uh, this view of the world through the lens of oppressors and oppressed that is totally defined by the color of your children's skin or social emotional learning that in some instances is being used to um, push kids towards activism and not necessarily learning about foundational aspects uh, of, of our government style compared to others. Nonetheless, I'm glad Senator Boyd was in here. She's going to expand the ability to pay attention to what's going on in the states. And I would urge folks to pay attention to what's coming out um, in the social studies curriculum uh, from our Department of Education and find a way to assess, analyze, and weigh in. All right, I'm going to go back, Rhino, to um, we played the clip earlier. It was of President Trump um, and his rally. He hadn't had a rally in a long time. He had one out in Arizona. You had massive crowds, massive momentum. Um, if you were listening earlier, you heard the roar of the crowd, and he was basically talking about what's happened in what seems like a really long time, but is really just over a year since he and his administrative appointees like myself actually left office. And things have just really spiraled out of control. But as he said, enough is enough. And the American people are going to stand up and push back. And so in this positive vision um, and, and this, this look to the future, what also transpired was a new chant. Reiner, you remember chants? The, 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 the locker up was a favorite one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the new chant, uh, and this was this came immediately after the president mentioned some of the latest on COVID and Dr. Fauci uh, was lock him up or lock Fauci up. Um, I would uh, I'd, I'd put this out on the ceasefire text line. If you have a favorite political chant, it can be from recent memory or um, from the long past. Uh, send it in and let me know. I'm curious to get folks takes on that. Um, now, speaking of Dr. Fauci and COVID, COVID's obviously uh, been been making a lot of headlines. Um, you know, I, the general take is with Omicron, there's really nothing you can do. Um, you, you're going to be exposed. You'll likely get it. You'll either be asymptomatic or not. Um, and it's it's something that, 
you as an individual are going to have to talk to your public health, uh, your, your doctor, not your public health official, your doctor, and figure out what is best for you. But, um, you know, Omicron is highly transmissible. It's here and it's something we're going to have to live with. But beyond that, we've been finding out a lot more information, um, facts that are just now coming out that some of the public officials who have been leading the charge are just now admitting. But Things some of us who've been paying attention for a long time have known. One of these is the CDC head, um, uh, Walensky. She recently said in an interview when someone, one of the reporters asked her to clarify how many deaths were because of COVID versus how many deaths were with COVID. And what she actually let out in a brief moment of truth, she let slip that 75% of all COVID deaths were with people that had at least four other comorbidities. Now, that's not to say um, there wasn't a lot of death. There obviously was a lot of death, and COVID was a part of that. But it's, it's almost as if uh, from the time this hit mainstream America that people were just using hyperbole to scare people and make it out like it was worse than it actually was for either political purposes or for control purposes. And some of that is starting to come out. Another thing that's starting to come out that is quite infuriating is um, it came out with regard to Dr. Fauci and Francis Collins, who was the former, who was the NIH director up until the end of this past year, so very recently, um, and how they've been misleading the public in terms of the origin of COVID. So the lab leak theory, uh, or it was called a lab leak theory that ultimately came out early 2020, you had Dr. Fauci and Francis Collins um, who were basically making out that anyone along those lines who mentioned it, including the president, um, and the press was a part of this as well, that there were conspiracy theories and that, that, that there was no truth to it. But come to find out, um, the Dr. Fauci and some of the leading officials in the country they, from the very beginning, as early as February 2020, and we know this because of emails and notes that were released to certain members of Congress, they were being told that they thought this was a lab theory, a lab leak. This came from a, a lab leak in Wuhan, China. And the the smoking gun, so to speak, was this genetic sequence that is what made the virus more transmissible and actually proved the lab's origins. Um, but what these emails reveal is that early on, Fauci knew where it came from, um, had a pretty strong indication. Anyone who touted that, he tried to discredit them in in, conver in collusion, really, with the head of the NIH director. Um, and now it's coming out, which has ultimately degraded their credibility and the public trust in these institutions, which is a major problem. All right. We've got our final segment coming up here on Middays. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap it up with uh, some more discussion on what's going on nationally and here in the state. Start off the new year with explosive savings. 
during our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. In 2022, it's our resolution to continue our mission to give you the most savings possible every single day. That's right. We're here to get you the best deal possible on every Mitsubishi in stock. RidgelandMitsubishi.com. With zero down, pay only $289 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage G4 ESs. That's zero down on brand new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage. We're also offering super low 1.9% financing for 72 months, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new lifetime powertrain warranty. That's right, a lifetime powertrain warranty only from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a whole lot for whatever you're driving, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So start off 2022 with explosive savings during our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll approve credit deal with what if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. This is a midday agri-market report. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack and Trade Representative Catherine Tai have announced that the government of India has agreed to allow imports of U.S. pork and pork products into India, removing a long-standing barrier to U.S. agricultural trade. This news follows the successful realization of the U.S.-India Trade Policy Forum held in New Delhi in November of last year, during which Ambassador Tai raised the importance of access for U.S. pork. This new opportunity marks the culmination of nearly two decades of work to gain market access for U.S. pork into India. That, according to Secretary Vilsack, will continue working with the Indian government to ensure that the U.S. pork industry can begin shipping its high-quality products to consumers as soon as possible. In 2020, the U.S. was the world's third-largest pork producer and second-largest exporter. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk. Mississippi Agri-News Network. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to STMM digital.com to get started today this isn't what gets a cotton grower up what gets a cotton grower up isn't made of plastic covered electronics it's made of heart determination the calling that doesn't need a buzzer because you know early is the key to success stoneville cotton knows too it gets out of the ground earlier and establishes a healthy stand quicker so it's less vulnerable to weeds weather and insects for a stronger finish own the early with stoneville cotton basf we create chemistry. Always read and follow label directions. 
This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. We have the power today to have an impact on tomorrow. And we can't shortchange the significance of that. Should we have done that sooner? We are doing it. But should we have done it sooner? We are doing it. Here's the motivation. You. Figure out what kind of gives you, you know, your brain a, like, like a tingle. I mean, the thing about Doug is that he is exactly who he is. If you want to figure out how to get across town to some restaurant you heard is great, you usually do Google. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. Uh, and I haven't been to Europe. It's actually stronger to be kind than it is to be mean. And that's, that's a winning argument every time. It was a debate that the whole reason, literally, it was a debate. It was called a debate. We must together work together. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. It's so fundamental. It's so fundamental. We do things that are about saying that our Department of Justice is going to do these investigations. Always dream with ambition. Have big dreams. You'll remember that? Yes. All right. I'll see you later. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. All right, and we are back for our final segment here on Middays. I am the guest host, Mandy Gunasegra, in the Trustmark studio. Um, I hope you were listening to that uh, amalgamation, so to speak, of words from... Good old word salad. <laughs> good old word salad from Vice President Kamala Harris. I uh, can't help but laugh. And look, I've been a public speaker in a lot of different situations there's been times on air uh, where I have said something that I didn't really mean to say and mixed it up a little bit but she's the vice president of the United States and it is seems like every single time she goes on air we get a, another deep thought from our vice president do you know do you know how to do google right now <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like that that oral presentation you had in school that you forgot about until the morning of that's right that's right yeah um well she's definitely not good at winging it and it's funny to compare. Have you ever watched? There was an HBO show um, that I used to watch and still do pretty religiously called Veep. I've never watched it, but I've heard it is pretty funny. It's really funny, and it actually is the most honest assessment of what it's really like to work in the federal government or any of these these positions based out of Washington, D.C. Uh, there's one segment I'd like to play, which is very in line with what we just heard from the actual vice president of the United States. This is from Selena Meyer, the fictional character from the show Beep. I'd like now to clarify that misspeaking. I did not 
and never would mean what some people have inferred I meant when I used the words I accidentally chose in that offhand moment. I meant to speak purely factually and to imply no inherent criticism of any nature. I hope that clarifies the issue, and this can be the last word on those words. I hope now we can put this behind us and continue moving forward with the important work, the work I'm doing for you, the American people. The last word on those words. It's so funny, and it's it's so funny because it's very accurate. There's so many situations where... Uh, I sometimes found myself in where I was like, this is like an episode of Veep. If listeners haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit of a break from all the seriousness surrounding politics. And it's even funnier now because the actual vice president of the United States at times is saying things almost verbatim to what uh, the fictional character Selena Myers was sh- saying in this HBO series. Okay, that was that was pretty fun. I want to remind our listeners that there are many ways to listen, watch, and follow. You can listen to The Middays with Gerard Gibbert on supertalk.fm, the Supertalk Mississippi app. But the best way to listen to the show each day, always, is always on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station anywhere across the state. And I do know we were having some difficulties this morning just because of the ice buildup, um, but that is melting and things are underway in terms of making sure those who are tuning in um, can listen to the shows and be a part of the conversation. You can also follow us on uh, Twitter at Supertalk is the handle there and on Facebook follow Supertalk Mississippi on Facebook for stories and videos about the news, politics and sports happening all across Mississippi. This was a great midday experience for me. I'm glad you were all a part of it and I look forward to staying in touch and have a happy Martin Luther King Day and remember it's all about hope and peace and respect for your fellow humankind. Have a great day. Mississippi Media Production.